0: Untapped Talent on
1: Welcome to This is Untapped Talent with myself, Sia Sangwe Nifin. Thank you so much for having us on. It's going to be an hour and a bit hey, of absolutely chatting to awesome young people who are doing amazing things with their careers and really going out there and driving their passions forward. So with that said, I have... You know, these guys, yeah, it's just always very, very awesome just to catch uh, chat to awesome young people. And sometimes I feel like... My self-esteem is being a little hit by chatting to them, but I'm really excited that they're going out there and really making great things with themselves. And in hindsight, I get to chat to them on the show. So it's a bit of a win-win situation for all of us here. First things first, he's a young actor by the name of Tabo Ramezi, and I think this is will go down in his personal career as a powerful, powerful performance. He has taken on the role of Salman Matlango in the biopic Kalushi, and I... Yeah. So the premiere's tomorrow night and you know what? I'll try by hello high water to make it there. But just even seeing the the trailer of the biopic, it's absolutely power stuff. Um we know we live in South Africa and these are the stories that need to be told. And I personally believe there are so many people who go there's so much more to South Africa than just politics or, you know, violence and, and suffering, but In my own opinion, you can't really get to that point where you celebrate all the greatness and the goodness the country has to have and that the country does have without actually facing the realities and of what we have gone through and what we have been through. And this biopic standing on its own tells this amazing, amazing story in such a powerful way. I'll be t- talking to this young guy. He's an amazing actor and has quite a CV to him. And he's just added this great biopic onto the CV. It's incredible stuff. And then straight after that, t- chatting to a young musician rather, not taking, chatting to a young musician rather. Her name is Chanel Vanti. And I absolutely love, um the first couple of lines in her, in her biography state, if it were possible to meld the heart of Mazzy Starr, the soul of PJ Harvey, and the pure poetic prowess of throwing Muse's Tanya Donnelly into a solitary star, she'd go by the name of Chantel Vante. Now she's somewhere out in the world because you know this is what you get when you're being a super duper young star out there. She's somewhere. She was gigging last night. So we'll be chatting to her. She's literally in the middle of her journey back to Gaudeng. But I think it's awesome getting to chat to her, finding more about her full length debut album, We're Still Running, and about her career, working with incredible different people. You know, um, producers like and like Matthew Fink, who've worked with Matthew Mole and Taylor and the Black Hotels and Shadow Club, and just a whole array and and very colourful different artists. So that's our show this morning. Listen, if you do want to add in it in any way, shape or form, like you always do, all you have to do is tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at Sia underscore SF, or you can go into the Cliff Central official account on WeChat, tab connect, and then message to show as well. I'll get your message as it pops up onto screen right in front of me here. And so before we get started with the interviews like we always do every single week it's the cover of the week feature i absolutely love this getting to see what young artists and how they're interpreting popular songs so this week i feel like sometimes with the cover of the week i really do appease the big masses out there so we've done something for the believers, uh justin bieber fans i don't think we've actually done a one direction song before so i'll have to note that down but hey taylor swift fans Don't fret, because this week I got you covered. We've covered her bestie Selena Gomez a while ago with Can't Keep My Hands to Myself and that cover. So this week we're going to do Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's song, Out of the Words. I'm sure you've heard it by now, because 1989, her album is just here, then, everywhere. But more than that, Out of the Words is like the steep emotive song by Taylor even the music video in itself is very dramatic because it's Taylor Swift and she's wrapped in a blue dress and she's running around a forest and she's being attacked by wolves. Then she's in snow, then she's on a beach and then it's very, very confusing. But, you know, come on, what do you expect from Taylor Swift? So this week, um, young YouTuber Tiffany Alvord has taken on uh, the task of covering the song and it's simply titled out of the words so you tell me how the song is is it without the drama and it actually sounds like a cool song well you can always let us know on wechat or on twitter but let's get it started this is the cover of the week this week on untapped talent on cliffcentral.com Ah, this week's cover of the week right on Untapped Talents with myself, C.S. Sangweni, Finn, Tiffany Alvoid on YouTube covering Taylor Swift's Out of the Woods. Yeah, the song's all about drama and Taylor's heartbroken and then, you know what, A, Taylor, you can always get yourself a new guy so you don't have to be depressed. And B, Tiffany, I think you did amazing attempts at this song, but... I just thought about in retrospect, it's kind of a bit too dramatic for Friday. But anyway, let's move on. And maybe I should ask my guest about, you know, his take on this song. But let's move on. This is Untapped Talent with myself, song, Sanguini Finn.
0: Untapped Talent on com.
1: Good morning, Mr. Tabo. How are you doing, Sia? I'm fantastic, how are you? I'm great, brother. That or... was a boring song.
2: <laughs> that was very boring. Uh, uh, and I love covers, and that was just probably on the top chart of being boring. That and was not not,
1: nice enough. not not a good... Yeah, just okay, just. Thank you. get comfortable. Just the engineer get...
2: is, is adjusting my mic because I'm a, I'm a novice. No, w- this, so.
1: Well, you know, you are a thespian at the end of the day, uh-huh. so you're used to projecting. You should have somehow... It's known, ne? Yeah, just uh-huh. moved and projected somewhere or the other. Uh-huh. Tell me about it, out of the woods. Are you a Taylor Swift fan?
2: actually i I bought her first few albums because i'm i'm a i'm a oh, big, really yeah, i'm a big fan of songwriters. I don't actually listen to music based on the artist it's like on the songwriter who wrote the song, yeah, and she's a phenomenal songwriter, so yeah do you feel
1: like she's now lost her roots and she's like you're, she's in your bad books. No, ever since she
2: did 1989. No, it's it's a great album, but it's just like I, I feel like Poppy. Um, not even that. I just feel like I'm connected. I, I'm disconnected to her as a person. I feel like her first uh, albums were just really about her as a yeah. person. It's I felt like a little girl in a room writing songs, where this is generally a pop star making hit records, which I have no problem with. I just
1: she's um, making more money. Kudos yeah, on her, because at be the good. end of the day, it's a business. But yeah. I miss the days when she was crying about being sixteen and heartbroken. Yeah,
2: <laughs> man, and about like a, other a guy picking the other girl. I love that. I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I love how we're actually Like laughing at Taylor Swift's heartbreak <laughs> of No offense T-Swivel I was in a just- movie
2: with her though Hold
1: up, yes, let's talk, you know, and we have so much to, okay, to talk about have. The Giver, right, in 2014, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. before we get, into that, no we get into that, I don't know, how do we want, let's actually start about you personally, before we get to Collusion, all the movies you've done as well, so let's cool. backtrack just a tiny little bit, Tabo as an actor, oh, and Tabo as someone interested in the arts. when did that begin for you?
2: Wow, I think that was uh, at my nexus, probably, uh, no, I was very young, Um, I think I started really kicking it off in, in primary school, in plays and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, and I think, I never thought I'd be an appropriate. Professional actor. In fact, a lot of people were telling me when I did school plays that you're going to be a great actor. I didn't think of it as a job at that time. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, I sort of uh sort of grew and then i was forced to study law which i hated um, wow uh but then uh, while i was in i remember i was in a lecture in law uh and i was bored out of my skull i was, <laughs> that really was i was flirting with like every girl in there, and then they just hated it because they were like what is this idiot doing i'm like i'm bored i'm gonna flirt Cause, with
1: you. yeah you were not you were not yeah, in the no. law realm and
2: i walked out through the the i literally just got up right after this i was flirting with this guy I just got up and i left and i was like i want to be an actor and that's what i did
1: now hold up all right so you're telling me even as a child at school yeah You were, you came alive on stage, even though you didn't conventionally know that, okay, Mm -hmm. you were going to be an actor full time. But did you have any inklings that you look back on now in retrospect? Like, okay, maybe that one time I refused to be a tree. And I just wanted to be The star of the show Should have told me That I needed to be an actor
2: You know what I've never even Now I've, I've, I've never minded Playing the tree As long as the tree Had a story to tell I've, I've, Like I've, I've Ah yeah. uh,
1: time will be real No no I'm, I'm going to be
2: honest With you right now I just turned down Like a role for a soapy um, Not a soapy It's like a show It's a really cool show mm-hmm. But the way it, I turned it down Because they wanted To offer me the lead character and I, and I preferred The other guy The antagonist The lead character wow. Was written so crappily And I was like The antagonist Is so much better So if it, I really don't care About um, the star thing You just have to write it well man yeah like, if it's good I'll do it and I just okay. yeah sometimes the leads are super boring because like he's the hero all he does is like do good things yes Ugh.
1: Okay, I'm a, I'm already getting a, a good vibe of you. So, firstly, you are a true actor. Like, you're the type of person who will go like two weeks without showering just for a role. Like, mm. <laughs> I can already get that vibe. No problem, you see, yeah. there we go. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. Interview done. I'm oh, right. Oh, oh. Um, so it's all about the story at the end of the day for Absolutely. you,
2: huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll uh I'll never just take on a project, and I and I did too I did a soaping uh recently. That was just to like save up money so I can go to the states, which I blew. Uh, <laughs> was but, that high rollers? Oh, I'm not gonna say it was um. Ooh, yo yo
1: yo 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 so there's a lot to get into clearly <laughs>
2: But yeah, I, I didn't really do that from Oh, I did it because um, my co-star is someone I was a really big. And here's another thing: I'm a big fanboy. So if I'm a fan of of somebody, I'll like
1: mutual admiration mutual, of the work, yeah. not like no, no, not I mean, like it has to trolling be like, Justin uh, Bieber type of fan. No, okay, no, no, got it. So there was a fantastic
2: <laughs> actress who who uh, um who was a part of that show, who was packaged, and if I had to do it, she was going to be part of it. And I said, okay, I'll do it only if she's going to do it, and she mm-hmm. was with my agent. And when I heard that she might not be doing I pulled out and then they said, No, she is doing then I went okay, so <laughs> That's me. that's me wait in my mind i'm not doing like this process oh, no. of elimination no, like who could even, it I'm be i'm not gonna even get into that because i really do respect the people who who were part of that show yeah. and stuff i just felt like the writing wasn't really as good and it was written quite stereotypically from from a perspective of a young black male and the character they made me play mm-hmm. and it was just lazy writing and uh, but it, like the cast and the crew are fantastic people it's yeah just, i i have no place to grow there and neither did she she ended up leaving as well so you know,
1: what I'm getting at just with chatting with you so briefly and just like the energy you carry is that I think there are rare actors that are like you and particularly in South Africa. And I don't know, you know, like no offense to anyone else in the acting industry in essay, but I feel like there are not a lot of actors who really internalize not only just their roles, but the story that the character will tell and Ultimately, what sort of message will this uh, production take out into the world? And and I think it's actually a great thing, and the role of an actor overall, uh, overall, to think so much about a role before they actually take it on, and not just take it on for the sake of mass appeal or a huge salary at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the the, the drawback to that is that you starve, which I'm doing currently. But I, I starve happily, and mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say. Um. It's so unnerving, so disgusting even to do something you don't enjoy. I mean, yeah. I studied law. If I really wanted to do something for money, I would just have been a lawyer. I'd make way more money. Yeah. There are no South African actors who are millionaires because of acting. Yeah. If I wanted to make money, I would have been an act, uh, a lawyer. Um, but you, the thing is, the stories are so paramount. And we need to start taking responsibility as actors to make sure we're pushing the industry forward. And we're doing that by... If I have to sacrifice and, not, and starve and not do a couple of soaps and just do movies back to back to in order to create a movie star persona... Yeah. I'll do that so we can get a movie star culture here and we can make more movies as a result.
1: I want to get back to you sitting in that law lecture and you stood up and you're like, "Mm, not for me. Because the truth matters, there are so many people out there who always talk about the passion that they get from being on stage as an artist. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe they just want to be a dancer or not even in the arts or entertainment realm. But really, they are stuck doing something. That they are not enjoying Or mm. that really doesn't fulfill them What did it take for you To actually get up And walk out And not second guess your decision
2: You know the thing is I was really good at law I was like a really good student mm. um, I think I, I tricked myself into believing that I'd I would, I would, I'd like it and, and get on with it because I, I used to watch a lot of Boston Legal back then. That literally is the only thing that kept me in my law classes. Wow! And then when I realized deeper into it that this is not actually how law is like, I'll never get to present cases. All I have to do is recite somebody else's words and the judge will say, oh yes, that's it, you, you quoted the right piece. There's no yeah. real... People don't, you don't know this about, uh, law in South Africa. It's not really interpretive very much. You're just taking like legislation and wow. just reciting it for there's a judge. There's no glamour. There's none of that. It's really the most boring thing you could ever do. So there's the not,
1: a, is there even an appeal in wearing a power suit and no, walking? I, I hate to... suits. Another reason. <laughs> okay, there we go. Like, I, I, I really would have rather been a male
2: stripper. Like, <laughs> like, I just, I'm just not endowed well enough, but if I was, I probably would have been a, a male stripper. Yeah,
1: definitely like, was not for you then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I want to know more about that courage.
2: Yeah. It wasn't courage.
1: And, and not being able to doubt your decision. But I, I do think it does take a level of courage though, to, to trust your instincts and to go and be guided fully by your feelings.
2: You know, and it's funny cause, uh, my lady friend, my girlfriend, said that the other day. She, <laughs> cause I, I turned on a lot of gigs. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've been offered quite a few gigs and, and it's because of the reason cause I just feel like they're crappy. Yeah. And, uh, I, as a result, I won't have as much money as I probably should have. And she said to me, like, "Dude, I'd rather you be broke, but knowing that you're following your heart and you're doing the things that you actually like doing, because then I'd, I'd know that you're following me because you like me as well, you know." And so sure. that, that's yes, yes,
1: I mean. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Quote <laughs> of the day. <laughs> For you and your girlfriend, that is like power stuff.
2: Yeah, but that's—I think that is the most paramount thing, and it doesn't take—it doesn't take courage. It just takes Mm self-love, because you can't do something you don't enjoy doing. You only have one life. I'm—I'm a devout atheist, and I put that in quotes. Okay. So for me, it's really like you have this one life. You create your heaven and your hell right here. Yeah. And I decided I was already in hell, and I was getting out, and then I was like jumping onto the other like the other ship and say, hey, what's up? What's up in heaven? So
1: in the way you saw things, like this is basically the worst it could get. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, it can get far worse. But, oh, but, but <laughs> yeah. the only way is up, hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think if a lot of people thought the way you did and they'd saw... Be broke. <laughs> they'd be broke, but happy. Okay. Yeah. That's the operative term. <laughs> Happiness. That's what it's all about. Work. And how do you deal with people who don't see things the way you do? So for example, if your family members are like, but guy, Oh, now you're sleeping on my couch, but you could have been yeah, out that, there yeah. in, the, in these law streets.
2: No, that's standard. You know what the thing is? It's 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 quite an incredible thing. I, I never had the support and backing of my family per se, but they did something which very few people in my position get. They didn't stand in my way either. So they said, "Dude, wow. we're not, like we don't support this. You can do whatever you think, but we're not going to stop you. We're mm-hmm. going do your thing." And I, I actually stayed in, in in law. I I, I kind of realized I didn't want to be in law for a when while. When did you drop out? I think in second year. Second year. Second Oof. year. And I still carried on via correspondence. Okay, good. Because I was about to say And I'll tell you what, the only reason I did that was so that I didn't have to pay rent at my mom's house. Hold (laughs) (laughs) up. So I knew that would buy me time until I got an acting gig. Hold up. So you and your mother had like this, this. I was still studying law via Unisa. So okay, so that then, counts. Yeah, no, I, I really didn't care like, what the results were. I, I didn't study. I didn't give a crap. Uh, I just needed to do it long enough so that she would get off my back, so I can go like actually auditioning. Yes, right? yeah. And
1: you were like, you, until you were at a point where you could stand up for yourself. Yeah. All right, got it. Okay, yeah, got go on understanding. Well, look, things have definitely become. Beyond fruitful for you as you move along your journey. You've started so many things. Even while you were still studying law, back mm. like in 2010, you entered class act, which yeah. was all
2: about, you know, um. It was like the idols of acting. That's actually a nice way to put it. Yeah, it was like the Idols of Act that actually set me up, and that put, gave me one of the best agents in the country, Moaning Lee, and that that probably changed my life. The, the biggest is class act. Nobody knows anything about, it, and I did really poorly at it. It was probably one of the worst pairs. But you of were
1: also time. young at that age, dude. Incredibly. So don't be so hard on yourself. You were twenty one years <laughs> yeah. old.
2: Everyone was twenty seven, except for Stephen. Stephen, who was also on that show, is actually in America now. He like he did like a Gillette ad. Like they gave him millions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to snitch Steven, but Steven's a millionaire. Stephen Ward, shout out. Wow, Wow,
1: millions. <laughs> Or, like standing in front of a mirror yeah, and doing a, several takes of he's shaving your... Really
2: he's really pretty. Well, yeah. Yes. You know,
1: sometimes in life you win some, you lose some, but you just got to keep going on. So let's not hate Stephen too much. Oh, no, I love it, what is the biggest thing you learned from being in class act back then?
2: Uh, not to give a damn About what anything anybody says Especially as the South African public And I never make my decisions Based on anybody except me
1: But isn't that easier said than done oh, no, When you are in an industry That needs constant validation From other people We cannot help
2: I'll tell you yeah, why. We can't ignore easy. that I'll tell you why It was easy I, I was really bad On class act And the South African public Made it a point To let me know Every single day How horrible I was Even though I was Learning how to act In front of millions of people They didn't yeah. care And so When I saw that People actually Don't really give a damn About you It's funny Because a lot of those people Now think I'm really great I mean, I'm like Well it takes that for me to get to this point. Yeah. So I, I generally realize, okay, if I listen to these people, if I listen to the guys, the judge, one of the judges, the last thing they said, in, and I've been here before and I've said this story. Uh, the last thing one of the judges said, I'm going to say who he is. His name is Tanika Matatu. Uh-huh. He's a big, um, big producer, produced Jerusalem. He said, uh, maybe acting isn't for you. Wow. Yeah, That was the last thing I heard. And that was the best thing that anyone could have ever said to me. I was like, oh, really, buddy? Okay, sweet. So it
1: now fuels you and (laughs) works as motivation. But, you know, I was talking to Zoe Brown from Expresso last week on the show as well. And she was talking to me about how she entered Presenter Search on 3. And it was one of the toughest things Mm. she had to go through because also she was learning live TV presenting in front of the whole country. Mm. So now people are commenting. People are sending SMSs. People are…
2: Every Tom, Dick, and Jabulani has an opinion. You see, every one of them. And you know what's funny? They don't have time to understand what you're going through. And they're so because they are hiding behind these beautiful screens. They can yeah. say whatever they want to yeah. say. And that's when I disconnected from people. Mm-hmm. And then I realized the decisions I have to make. And, and that's why I always laugh when people say I'm good or bad. I'm like, trust me, dude. I'm the hardest person on me. Whatever you're gonna say is like a light compared to what I say. So I critique my own work. I don't need anyone's opinion. I'm I'm really cool with that. And and that's why it's been easy for me to turn down gigs because I'm like I'm not worried about being famous. Yeah. I, I'd rather not. I Enjoy, I enjoy my anonymity to, to a large extent. I love being able to go to to, to any shop or whatever and like my flip flops and, yeah. and shorts and stuff. And, and I don't care how I dress and if people got a problem with that, they can really kiss my ass. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: I th- I think we all need a flipping page out of your book. Then <laughs> clearly, I need to reassess my life and what I'm doing. So is that, as ho- is that how you don't listen to a lot of noise? And is that how you remain centered in yourself and going out there and working... And just being committed to your craft in the w- way that is authentic to you
2: yeah absolutely it's one of the best to say i think that was the the hatred and then and then and, a, and a not and then and the hatred that i felt from the audience was one of the best things I'd ever, ever gotten. It, it, it made me realize that the only thing that matters is the story that you're telling and the person whose story you're telling. Just honor those people and their story and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And, and people shouldn't have to, they don't have to like Tabo Ramitzi but they, they do need to relate and see something within a Solomon Machlang within a, within an Officer Brown, or whatever the, the characters have played. And, and you know what's funny there? People love the characters and whether or not they know me or not is irrelevant. Mm. Kevin Spacey doesn't do many interviews and they asked him why. He said, because the less they know about me, the more they believe my characters. And that is really beautiful. Oh, that
1: is power. Yeah, that is power. You know what I mean. And that is why I actually have to say I cannot watch a J Lo or a Jennifer <laughs> Aniston movie.
2: Yeah, but and you know what? And and I'm gonna get a lot of flack from this from other actors. But and I have to argue the same thing about Denzel Washington. I think the moment you have uh isms in your character. Yes. So we all know Denzel does. We know the things. You know, basically what which identifies you exactly. Yeah. But I think that. And Denzel's a phenomenal actor. It's mm-hmm. not like i will not, he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I can always see that that's a Denzel, that's Denzel there. It's before, just Denzel angry, yeah. it's Denzel doing this, Denzel that. Where I prefer probably more chameleons, you know, and um there's really great actors who've really like completely changed themselves. And, mm-hmm. and I, I like those actors more than the guys I can say, oh, that's Denzel, that's yeah. Tom Cruise, that's that now. So
1: before, if you see the, the actor before you see the character, yeah. then they need I'm to lost, do some yeah, reaction. I'm already lost already then. I have to say, just on that note There's someone I don't know if, if Everyone will agree with me On this one But I think Lenny Kravitz is an actor
2: hmm, You know I've only seen him in the, What's this That movie he's The Hunger been, Games The Hunger
1: Games And he's always been. He's also been I think in Precious
2: Oh in, I did see him in Precious and Because he was in Bad in Precious, When
1: actually. I now Watch a movie you don't And right it. at the end I'm like Oh hello that's the flippin amazing rocker thank you
2: that's a good because I actually never think that's Lenny Kravitz acting he's not doing the greatest job in the world but I never say oh that's Lenny Kravitz and I love Lenny he's one of my favorite musicians so that's a really really good point
1: Mariah Carey and Precious is debatable then
2: yeah, but there's a lot of people who are debatable. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Please, please name and shame. Just give me like three people. They can be international so that it's no offense. No, no, no. I don't want to offend these people. It's because I actually like these people and I, and I respect them, but this is a call to them to improve their skills. Okay. So for example, there was a, a movie called Tell Me Sweet Something. Yes. Did you ever get a chance of watching that? Oh, I'm gonna okay. get into this because no. we have to. If we don't oh. Oh. I'm gonna get into this. Yeah, you can you can you can get your phone. Well I'm kinda seeing one of them on Monday. So oh, oh, no, no you can play this for them. And and this is a call and, and the guy who directed that film is the person who paid for my acting lessons and is a person who I respect greatly. Okay. Akinomotoso. Fantastic. But the casting he got it wrong. And we gotta say it. Because and I like uh Nomzamo, she's she's a beautiful soul and maps yes. is great, but maps maps was maps. Let's just be honest with ourselves And Maps didn't do a great job As an actor mm-hmm. Maps is a fantastic personality He's a great model But he didn't do it And the reason why I'm calling him out for this Is because Maps Take acting lessons You're getting so many opportunities Right yeah. now More than any of us And you know what I like how he looks I think we need a guy Who looks like Maps In the front of our screens mm-hmm. Because he's going to get A lot more women in there If he can just add acting And you know He can actually learn that He can really Develop that. So, okay, but no one's, okay. no that one's, no one's telling him that. Yeah. Because he keeps getting roles. No, maps. You know, the thing is about Tell Me Seed Something. Before that, it was number number Before that was hard to get. That's Dumom Jali. That's Paddans Ladl and Tishwe Those are fantastic actors. Mm-hmm. We are coming on such a big up now. You know, the, the South African film is going to a beautiful place. Does act Anna? There's a new film called Sync. Mm-hmm. These people are really putting their souls out there. We cannot afford right now. It's such a, such a, a, a baby stage of our career. Yeah. To be putting in just faces there. No, we need to be artistic credible. Okay. So, uh, so I'm just calling out people like that. Stop casting people. The thing is, I got no. It's not Maps' fault that it gets cast. That's why no. I got no beef with Maps. Maps yeah. keep taking those roles. If they're, yeah. if if they're dumb enough to hire somebody who maybe isn't ready to take on that mantle, that's their fault. But Maps take every role they send to you, my brother. Keep taking them. But my advice to you, my brother, because I feel like you have something, mm-hmm. take acting lessons and be better than everyone is saying. Because other actors are talking crap about you, my brother, and I'm gonna tell you straight because they're angry that you're taking work off hardworking actors' plates, yeah. and they should shut up those actors. Because you didn't ask to get those opportunities you're giving them all i'm asking for you is just to make sure they shut up is become a great actor okay
1: that is granted you know i was a bit nervous <laughs> in the beginning i was like oh lord <laughs> breakfast is gonna be all good on monday <laughs> but now cool. all right I, yeah. I hear you and it's justified and once again echoes the sentiments i began this interview with you are just this this Personality that is so, in, that internalizes so much and you are well thought out in everything that you do. So it's very justified. All right. I hear you. <laughs> okay. Thank we'll you. agree on that. Okay. Sure. There we go. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, now let's talk about this new movie of yours. Cool. The, the first word that just pops up in my head when I think about the biopic, when I think about your role in it, when I think about the, the reaction and what I hope the rebel effect will be mm. Is power Oh I like that word It's absolute power It's powerful stuff It's called Kalushi It's the yeah. story of Solomon Maslangu. A very very powerful Strong story In South Africa And just before we get into it I want to play The, the trailer quickly okay, Alright
2: Prosecution please Lay the charges Against the accused Before this court Two counts of murder And causing fear And distress In the public domain My name is Solomon Mahlang I live in Mamaludi. See 2 in the belly section. There's going to be a match the in the 16th of June in Soweto. I want you guys to come. Soweto made us angry. It made me angry. Policemen killing children. What? Right, Afrikaans? We were tired of only having stones to throw while you shoot us with bullets. We were going to fight fire with fire. Solomon Maklangu and Mondi Motlan. Have a common purpose they left the country together they underwent military training together
1: you're not mercenaries you are freedom fighters are we clear
2: and together they terrorized the
1: people of south africa they had a common purpose and that purpose was murder
0: welcome to pretoria central maximum security prison when you leave here you'll be in a coffin
2: there is no punishment that you can lay out in this court no law no government can pass that will cure the will of the people because we will fight we will continue to fight until all our people are free
1: Yikes! It's power. Good word. It's power. Biopic named Kalushi, and I'm sitting here with the actor Tabora Mazi who plays the role of Solomon Maslangu in the biopic. Guy, congratulations! Oh, thank you. I, and and this is why I say congratulations. Yes, I haven't even seen the movie mm. yet, and this is just based on the reviews and reading more about the projects overall. I say congratulations because I found myself a couple of months ago. You know, whenever there was something about the struggle something about apartheid even something about the civil rights movements in america i would switch off simply because i thought this is not of my time Mm. i i've heard stories of what happened there but this is just not me today Mm. but i sat down with someone and they actually explained they were trying to get me to watch the book of negroes which was the bet series and they said see the reason why this is important and why such projects are still being made is because it, in, it allows you today who was emotionally, physically detached from those situations and times right. to now get a gauge an inside look, a slice of the reality that was back then mm. for you to move on and be better informed. And that for me changed the way I see basically everything. Mm. I watched book of Negroes and I, Yo, I, isn't that? I, you know, I n- never really cry over <laughs> things, but I start thinking, oh, mm. mm. oh, hot damn. Oh, hot damn. And so I cannot imagine the South African who mm. was born after 94, who has nothing to do with apartheid can now get a gauge and, and, and take responsibility and have a certain new level found uh, mm. respect of our predecessors. And as we move on into the future, I'm, I'm just. I a loss of words.
2: I think just to add my two cents on what you're saying, I think what separates maybe Kalushi from the other films we've seen about the era mm-hmm. is that first and foremost, it's made by South Africans. Wow. So, so let's start there. Completely yeah. by South Africa. This is a complete South African production, from director to producer. It's owned by South Africans. It's, it's told by South Africans. The entire cast is South African. I think the only two uh, foreigners were the, the cinematographers, who's an American, an African American, and the um Tommy Maddox. What up, Tommy? And uh, <laughs> and uh, Craig Hayes, who who's also an African American as well. Yeah. And that's just because they studied with our director. Now both of these guys are like. Underrated in Hollywood But like Mm. Craig Hayes Edited War of the Walls By Steven Spielberg Never given the kind of credit He deserves Because he's African American And then uh, Tommy's Phenomenal cinematographer He shot that And he's never been given the credit because he's African-American. There's not opportunities from them. So let them come home and shoot these things. So that's the first thing that separates it. It's Mm. South African. And it's the first time, and this is probably the biggest thing here. I think it's one of the first times we've had a a South African story where a South African actor is playing the lead as a South African lead. Yes. And that changes a lot because for for now, and and what this movie is so different about is that the events are not the character here. I think the other movies, it was the events. Yeah. This happened. This happened. Here, we've just gone down to a small little nucleus of a family. And we're examining how the ev- if, if events affected them. So the people are greater than the events in this movie,
1: and the power of it is is to actually make people see. At the end of the day, this was just a family. Mm, that's it. And this was just a guy.
2: We never say a date in the movie. We I think they only say like a political party's name once. We actually and you actually barely ever see the the, the conflict between. Um, the, you know, the races mm-hmm. day, It's actually really about What's going on through This young boy's eyes And his friend's eyes It's so different It Actually, and one of the biggest things When I took on the role, uh, the role I said, I hope this isn't a, a, Another bloody apartheid movie mm. And it wasn't It really wasn't
1: and now you work with an incredible cast as well. Ooh, some yeah. amazing people. Pearl Tusi stars as Brenda, mm-hmm. Tabo Malema as Mond- and Mondi. And this is one of those films really that will have you sitting at the edge of your seat the whole way through. Tell us about the, the cast dynamics and working oh. with all these different individuals.
2: Alright, I'm going to start off by saying this. Tabo Malema is probably one of the best actors I've ever worked with, period, full stop. Another underrated guy because he doesn't look as good as maybe some other guys. As we've mentioned. Yeah. Um, but because he doesn't look as maybe as, he's actually a really handsome guy. Shout out. looks like Don Cheadle and Denzel Washington. Okay. Um, Okay. If if Don (laughs) Cheadle and Denzel ever had a love child. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. But he's phenomenal. And then, um, Pearl Tucci is a perfect example of what I was trying to talk to earlier about. Like she started off because she was Pearl Tucci. She got roles because she was Pearl Tucci. And then she she saw what people were saying about her acting ability, and she went to a, a an acting coach, my acting coach, mm-hmm. called Dorothea Gold. And I think in this film, uh Gold, sorry, in this film you'll see her like really st- wow. I've never seen her act before. Like before, I didn't even know she acted. When, yeah. And I've known her for like five years. Um, I didn't even know she acted. And then. And then I, I, saw her, I was like, dude, you're incredible. Like, wow. And she really, she, 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 really works her ass off there. And, and, and this Jafta, who Jafta was in Jer- Jerusalem, uh-huh. her, phenomenal actor. Willie Linzunza. he's like, um, Jack Nicholson. And <laughs> yeah, we you know Fumani, there's so many brilliant actor. Lo Fenter is in it. Brilliant Afrikaans. We have such great Afrikaans actors in there. Like, there's a scene with just like Afrikaans actors. Like, you just want to bow down to that scene. Yeah. Phenomenal actors. And none, nobody was, Cost due to star casting or anything like that it was really the dynamics and if everyone worked in it and, and it's the people, all these guys and it really did work i
1: i'm i'm in absolute awe of this project and and what it can do for this country and mm. what just hearing the story and watching the story uh, yeah <laughs> that's a done dusted like <laughs> what else can i say after yeah. this i really Check cannot me. say a thing um tell what's next for you
2: Oh uh, well, it looks like I'm going to be doing another film. Uh, I haven't. Okay, signed can we? Can
1: this. we? Can we? Okay, can you tell us a sneak peek? Man, I can't. E- I
2: can't even because I haven't signed anything. But um, so I I was, <laughs> I was fortunate enough when I I did a show called Homeland. Um, yeah. And so that that yeah, and you you've done a lot of international stuff as well. That's pretty much all I've done, if I'm honest with you. Uh, South African public, isn't, the South African television has never really been a fan so, of guy.
1: But then hello, and what can you say when you are now in the giver with Meryl Streep and Taylor Swift? Did you get to like see them on set?
2: Ah, uh, who did I get to see? Because no, it was a very,
1: yeah, I mean, it was shot in a very interesting way, and also shot in South Africa, yeah. bits of Vitz and bits yeah, yeah, yeah. of UCT, was it? Or yeah, mostly in Cape Town. Yeah, and then it was
2: Wits, uh, I think, and, and, and UCT as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I the, the the guy I really I I got to bond with the lead of the of the movie's name was Brenton Thwaites, another young up and coming actor. Actually, that was so critical. Meeting him and interacting with him was critical yeah. in how I played Kalushi, because it was the first time I saw somebody my age playing a lead in a movie, and then I saw that. Beyond acting, I saw how you carry yourself as a lead mm. and the information that you need to have at your fore. And he, he, Brenton really... And I remember I was doing a scene with Brenton and I had a long scene which has been cut subsequently in the film. It was quite a long, wordy scene, but it was interjected with his dialogue. Yeah. And he looks at me, he says, I'm not going to say anything to cut you. I think this is a great moment for you and I want you to get as much screen time as possible. So you're going to say this as a monologue. You know what <laughs> I mean?
1: <laughs> that is... And then when you work with people like that, and what he, more do you want?
2: And he's so giving. And, and when I realized, he's like, dude, this is your time, take it. Mm. And, and when that happened, I realized, okay, this is how you conduct yourself. So learning from Brinton was incredible. And, and I got to see glimpses of the Merrill's and stuff. I never got to write, meet them or anything like mm. that, but I saw them work and, and Jeff Bridges, who was the producer. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, yeah, that, that was Well, quite I think it
1: movie. speaks to your humility and how your, your priorities are straightened being in this business because if it was me, I would have a billboard by my house. I'd have my car wrapped up in stickers saying I was in the Giver with Taylor Swift and Merrill Streep directed by Jeff Bridges. A
2: film <laughs> <The> I am, <laughs> a film I am really proud of is actually a film that didn't really get received very well and it was really uh people said it was crappy and i watched it it was probably not the best film mm-hmm. uh but it, it was starred daniel radcliffe uh the guy who plays harry potter yeah. and uh bill paxton and it was called game Changes. it was a bbc made for tv um thing and i got to play this young this young guy and uh he was like he had killed some kid he had killed some cops and i wow. do this fantastic scene there in a sequence you probably will never see it but it was a brilliant thing and i remember after i did the sequence daniel radcliffe uh Harry Potter we're just gonna go, he hates that <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe had come to set just to watch my scene wow. that was literally it and then he came then he watched it and then this short guy comes runs to me and shakes my hand like Oh my god, you're so brilliant. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he was like, you're like, that was amazing. It was bloody amazing. I love everything you did. he was shaking. He was so energetic. And to see a guy with 250 million dollars come at me and shake my hand and say, you did a great job. I have no place to be uh, arrogant at any, in mm-hmm. any perspective. And then we, he invited me out to the club. We went to the club. We chilled for like six hours. So you just partied hours. with
1: Daniel Radcliffe casually.
2: And he's so ordinary. So I feel like if that guy is going to be so chilled, who the hell am I to like come on some high horse or have a billboard? You know what I mean? Yeah. The this guy's done it. He's done it all. He's got the money. He's chilling there, like he's so mad chilled. I spent like four hours just talking to him, and he was so. Cool. So there's no place for 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 me to get arrogant if people like that aren't arrogant.
1: But there's definitely a place to to own your your place in the industry. And I can definitely say from my own little bouts of credibility that <laughs> you're going places. Oh, it's absolutely oh, insane and it's very, very interesting to watch what you do next and how you do it because it will definitely be meaningful and tell an incredible story. So once again, the only word I can use to describe you is power.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Thank
1: yeah. you so much for stopping by this morning.
2: I hope I'm invited back again.
1: Yeah, Well, listen, exactly. And then like that Oscar speech of yours, I always tell my guests this. I have a very short name. It's just like two syllables. You can fit in. Thank you. See you there. Like, oh,
2: you, wait, wait. Just, can I quickly drop something quickly? Just yes. To, like, okay, so um, it's not the actual premiere tomorrow of the film. We're mm-hmm. just showing the film as a one-off thing to open the uh, the Rapid Lion Festival, which is a new film festival. And this is going to be like what Khan is now, what the Oscars are now. They all started oh, similar yeah. things like oh, this. Oh yeah. So please come. Through. It's going to be at the Market Theatre, and then check it out on um on rapidlion.com dot com. About and there's other great, fantastic films from all over Africa. That what time remember. tomorrow? Ooh, like I said, check well, it out on Rapid Lion. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: all the details and so much more right there. But Taboramets. Thank you so much for stopping by on untapped Talent this morning. Awesome stuff. So as we move on to our next guest, I think what better introduction do you need of her than her very own song? This is Van T with What Do You Do? Right here on cliffcentral.com. Say you wanna fan. I know what you are
0: find. So go, whoa, let go, whoa, whoa. What do
1: you do? What do you do? No better introduction for my next guest right here on Untapped Talent. Her name is Van T, and that was her very own song, simply titled What Do You Do? I'm very excited to chat to her, so let's get her on the line. Good morning, Miss Van T. Hi. How are you doing?
0: Good, thanks.
1: How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I love, I love your sound. I don't even know how to explain (laughs) it. How do you personally explain the type of music that you make?
0: I don't know, it's a, it's a tough one, obviously, because making it, I don't know if there's a specific thing that I, you know, think of, but I guess it's got a little bit of, got a little bit of everything that I, when I write it, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. Are, are you heavily um, influenced by, uh, certain people that you look up to, or you influenced by a certain style of music as it is?
0: I think from, I think a lot of the, the, the like older folk artists, I definitely draw Quite a strong influence when it comes to my own sort of stuff, and but also, I mean, there's new artists that I'm constantly finding that I'm like, why haven't I found you? <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> and I and I I'm one of those people that always has a, a mixtape. Like I make a new mixtape in the car every month, and wow. then I kind of get latched. I kind of get latched onto a certain style. So yeah, I think the music I listen to must definitely have some kind of, even if it's not, you know, 100% intentional. I'm sure it kind of will leak out yeah, in a way yeah. in which I yeah
1: right well, congratulations on all that you've done thus far. you know you've done amazing, exactly. amazing things, um just back in two thousand and thirteen playing at Opikopi's acoustic ray band stage, uh you've yeah. been able to release your five track e p titled Tides, and now you're celebrating we're still running, which is your full length debut album. Let's talk about yeah. those eleven amazing tracks sorry. Let's talk about those those eleven tracks on on your album oh, yeah. we're still running how is that whole process making that that this project
0: so the songs themselves are like uh, quite a couple of them um were well for me at least the album is kind of like a it, it's a chapter and it's a story and that's sort of what I've been trying to you know it's hard to explain to someone the exact process but for me there's like there's three sections and everything that that and how the album is set out mm-hmm. is very is very intentional. And like, they, they kind of, the songs for me go in categories in, in timeframes. So for me, it's sort of like a timeline of how I experienced the things and stuff. And even the name of the album, We're Still Running, comes from the fact that, well, the, the, the last three songs, so like the song, there's like four songs that are in a group and then another four songs in a group. And yeah, so I sort of went deep into even the, what the numbers mean like the four is a whole number and three is is an uncompleted number and so oh, wow. the last yeah so like the last three songs on the album were sort of where I was at this, just as album finished and this, I'm kind of still in that yeah that yeah. process
1: there's clearly all of this like thought that went into this. Overall, what's the story? <laughs> yeah, Yo, like now I need to go back and analyze every single <laughs> song and what it all stands for and where what sort of frame of mind you're in. Um overall yeah. with We're still running, what is the story you wanted to tell?
0: Um, I think it's it it's for me it's it's it marks the starting point and it's it it marks whether it's in my life, whether it's in my mind and whether it's all those songs that their intentions and where they're put out for me it's very much it's like it's almost like that first step that you take like um i used this word once when i was trying to explain to someone about it's the last day of the first month for me and for my career and it's like
1: whoa i I need i need to digest that again (laughs) it's the last day of the first month yeah Ah, okay i got it it.
0: (laughs) yeah so it's and it, and it, it kind of brings that feeling that you know you've there's a step that you've completed, but for me, it, it, it wasn't completed. You know, in sense of 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 wherever it is that I'm going, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just marked that kind of point for me of this that type of exploration. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's like that taking that first step in.
1: Well, I think it's very, very interesting. And I really think above and beyond anything, this is such a statement. And for a young artist to release such a body of work is absolutely (laughs) incredible. So um, We're Still Running is available on iTunes and all good music stores nationwide as well. Uh, You were born in Pretoria, you were raised in Cape Town. Are you basically just around the country right now just touring?
0: (laughs) I, I am. I'm in Potsdam's Can, can <laughs> we
1: speak specifically? Where are you now? Are you like in the side of I'm the road in, in a car? Do, do
0: you want to know where I am? I'm in the mystic booth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up equipment here. Uh, that I'm is, standing that... in the pool room. I'm standing in the pool room looking at the signs. <laughs> yep.
1: And that is totally normal. Okay. It's the life of the musician. <laughs> where can we yeah. get more information on you and your gig guide and booking details as well?
0: i um, so the best is, uh, is Facebook, and mm-hmm. um, and for people to follow me on Instagram, but Facebook, I sort of, everything's kind of connected to that. So it's forward slash control van T, but it's, the page name is van T. And I'm, I've actually just made a, a cover photo of the shows I'll be playing in the next month. Oh, that's which will cool. Be actually, around um, Joburg and its surroundings.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that is V A N space T, right? Van T. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So, listen, just make sure that when you're on, Joe, you have no excuse but to come and visit us here. Deal?
0: Okay, I will. Yeah, deal. <laughs>
1: awesome stuff. All right. Miss Vanty, thank you so, so much for joining me on Untapped Talent this morning.
0: Thanks so much, speaking Cool. Fantastic. And
1: all the best, hey?
0: Thank you. Have a beautiful
1: day. <laughs> cheers, cheers. So that is incredible. That's another show done and dusted speaking to, she's clearly also, maybe the theme this morning was to speak to deep and introspective and, and, and these deep thinking people. So that is Vanti, a musician with her latest album, We're Still Running. And clearly she's still running all over the country, uh, promoting that and also getting to chat a little earlier than that. Um, Tabo Ramet, an actor who's wow power stuff that's all I just have to say he's such a powerful actor he just makes his presence known and felt when he walks into a room so really both of these people are absolutely support and I cannot wait to see what they're going to get up to in the future but other than that we're done so thank you so much to my guests for stopping by this morning and filling me in on their lives and their stories and their careers and also as always thank you for listening we do this every single week right here on cliffcentral.com every Friday morning from 9 till 10 a.m or else alternatively whenever you want to listen and catch up to previous episodes as well on cliffcentral.com to download the podcast but i'll see you next week right it's a date it's a deal i'll see you 9 a.m my name is sia and i'll see you
0: untapped talent on cliffcentral.com